Fourth of July growing up for me was, I think, probably a lot like it is for everyone else. Fireworks, hot dogs, hamburgers, chips, beer, pretty typical Fourth of July festivities in North Carolina. So this 4th of July, I'm going to be headlining three sold-out shows at the Wharf in Orange Beach, Alabama. It's going to be our first run of shows back, three nights sold out, second, third, fourth. So excited to see everybody, so that's what I'll be doing. So if you're headed down to Orange Beach, to Gulf Shores, to Alabama's Gulf Coast, you have to sneak in three sold-out shows. But Luke Combs, back on the road, Donna. I'm going. I'm getting in my car right now. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, how quick, how long will it take me to get there? But I'm going. If you uh, are headed out of town, please be careful. And remember that you can binge and catch up on episodes of the My Second Act podcast. And also check out the Donna and Caddy Spotify Hype Song Playlist. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years Welcome to my second act. My name's Dawn and I'm Caddy's wife. I'm getting my hair colored today, as you know, which for any woman, I guess men get their hair colored too, but anyone who's listening, I have gotten my hair colored before in a snowstorm. Like when it's time to get your hair colored, you go, you go like nothing gets in the way of it. Nothing. Okay. And thank God these kids are out of school right now because it would never fail when it was time to get the hair colored. That you get the call from the nurse. Right. Somebody's sick. Got lice. Yeah. Bleeding. Something. Okay, just hold them. You got to hold them. Because you know how the school nurse is like, they don't give any grace. They call you and they're like, well, when can you get here? Then they start asking you questions. Well, how quick are you going to be here? When can you get here? It's going to be about two and a half hours, lady. How long is the process today? It's going to be about an hour and a half. Is that it? Yeah. This this person's quick. Okay. Cheap? Uh, Yeah. Cheaper? Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to move around during COVID. Because, you know, people were just not, you couldn't get in. People couldn't come. I mean, you want to talk about a mess. Like, think of all the people that are now coming out of COVID with hair that Gray they hair. colored. No, but with hair they colored themselves. Oh, true. Or like their home, husband colored. coloring. Yes, their children colored. These people, I mean, they should get hazard pay right now. We're going to start with a conversation about a Kroger TV commercial that I just don't get. And maybe it's, is it me? I don't know, but you're obsessed with this. I am. But this, I do love the Kroger commercials because they're like the little people. In there. Well, they're licensing a lot of really cool music. Yes. And this is the uh, this is the one that uh, has raw bass, It Takes Two. All right. And the name of the commercial is Traveling in Teams. And here is 15 seconds of the commercial. And then we'll talk about it uh, after you enjoy it. Two is fresher than one. That's why Kroger uses drivers that travel in teams. Fewer stops means fresh gets to you faster. Just one more way we're fresher than fresh. Kroger, fresh for everyone. By traveling in teams, <laughs> how does your food get there faster and fresher? If someone explain that to I me. don't know. Like we were talking about this, does like then one person take over and then the other person jumps out of the truck and like well, what happens? Do they climb over each other in the I cab of the know. truck so that they don't have to stop and, and switch? And it just, it makes no sense to me. Do they well, get to I... go to the bathroom like while the other one's No, it's driving? like Amazon drivers. They have to use like Mountain Dew bottles. Were they like passing that back and forth? It just. What if you don't like your partner? What am I missing? Seriously. I don't know, but I think it's funny. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. But I love the fact that they went so far with the commercial that they found like the Rob It Takes Two yeah. Rob Bay song. Kroger believes that two is fresher than one, which is why it puts drivers in teams so that fresh can get to you faster with fewer stops. Maybe we have someone who works for Kroger who can reach out to us. I'm sure we do. And explain it. Yeah. As we, I uh, love those commercials. Do you? I do. 
I do. What are some other songs that they've licensed? Um, low, 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 yes. low. I mean, Nelly is that song now is the Kroger song. I like, know. He doesn't. That, that's not even his song anymore. It's very creative. They obviously have a new ad agency because for a long time they just had that the man who owned Kroger and he would get on TV and talk about you know Kroger. Yeah. But now, I mean, these are like really cute. So very creative. Yeah, very creative. As we sit it right now, I'm very dehydrated. I had explosive diarrhea last night. Okay. I mean, we are and, not even six minutes in. And I went, I, I barely made it to the ga- uh, the guest bathroom in the hallway. And this is like four o'clock this morning. And and I left the door open because I thought to myself, who's up at four o'clock in the morning? Guess who comes down the stairs? Charlotte. Our 15-year-old daughter, Charlotte, at four o'clock in the morning. Dad! <laughs> leave me alone. Why are you not well, in why bed? Why are you up at four in the why morning? Why are you not in bed? You've got to get control of the sleep situation. Our entire house is sleep deprived. All right. The Sopranos prequel. Very excited. We've established from uh, previous pods that you're not a huge Sopranos fan. Did, did we make it through the first episode together? Not, I've seen them. Right, I've seen every single episode. I was going to rewatch it. I, we did, but you had no interest. And I said, it takes two or three to kind of get the rhythm of it. And you watched half of the second one. You're like, I can't understand them. I'm not. I, I, I can't follow along. David Chase, the man that was behind the Sopranos is behind this prequel as well. The Many Saints of Newark. And uh, it's going to be on HBO Max. Set in 1967. Now listen to this. The first new Sopranos content in 14 years. And um, Anthony, the character, played by the late James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini. And you told me earlier this morning that that his son was not even in The Sopranos. No, I mean, he may have, like, had some sort of guest role. or I mean, you know what I mean? Like, a role as, like, a kid, another kid. Not his kids, but maybe a friend of a kid. But no. Um, and he looks just, obviously, just like him. But um, I am so excited about this. It's also going to be a movie. It's not like a series. It's just one film. And so it's going to be released in theaters and then HBO Max, which that's what's happening right now. Everything's getting released to two, right. two venues. You know, you can see it in the theater and then you, or you can see it. I'm just wondering how many people still go to the theater. Although for this, I would probably want to go. I don't know how to explain it. I think I would like to go sit in a theater and see it. I was such a Sopranos fan. I love it. I can't wait. I cannot wait. The trailer was just released and we have it for you now. When I was a kid, guys like me were brought up to follow codes. Hey, jerk. What'd you say? Antonio Soprano. Ankle dick. Growing up with the family. Takes a toll. As far as your nephew goes. I'm listening. Stay out of his life. Now that was James Gandolfini's voice. At the front yeah. of the trailer, but did he die? He did, but I'm sure that they pulled some audio okay. from old things. And David Chase does such a great job, and he did such a great job with The Sopranos, of like intertwining music with the show. I mean, the, the soundtrack and the music in it were so much a part of, of the series. Um, it, I just can't. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I just marked on myself. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not excited. But it's everybody's talking about it. And that's the point and purpose of this podcast is talk about what everybody's talking about. But I, I don't have a I don't have a vote. It'll be good. Okay. All right. Talk about Alexa. Oh, what a mess. And last night. Before well, my explosive diarrhea. Well, every, nobody is sleeping well. Like you haven't been sleeping well, as we talked about on a previous pod. Well, I've been going, my doctor won't give me my trazodones. And so I'm I I've I discovered Zquil. 
which is actually, if you're sleep deprived. What, what did you just say? Zquil is like ZZZ quills from the makers of NyQuil. Zquil, yeah. Oh, is that it? Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Sleep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, um, is it safe to be mixing all this stuff? Well, I don't mix them, Donna. But if you if you need to go down quick and you're doing over the counter stuff, that's the best. And I've 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 tried them all. But I'm on this medication that's brand new. It's only available in the United States, and it's Divigil or something. And this is us. Insurance doesn't say. pay for it, and it's like four hundred dollars a month, and it doesn't work. And and the doctor won't work with me. So anyway. We are lying in the bed last night, and we're looking for um, You're noises looking, to help us. Well, okay, a couple of things. So I've been having this really weird, like, restless leg syndrome, and I can't, which I never had. You've had that in the past. And Kalani's. I, I got to tell you, I kind of poo-pooed, poo-pooed your restless legs mm-hmm. syndrome until I had it. It is so uncomfortable. So I've been dealing with this, and so I'm trying like to not drink caffeine after a certain point. So Olivia, our 17-year-old, is a big believer in frequencies. Like she's obsessed with frequencies. Like there's a frequency that will, you know, I don't know, calm your anxiety. There's a frequency that will help you lose weight. There's a frequency that helps you sleep. But explain what a frequency is because I had no idea. Until it's last not time. like soothing. It's just like a tone. It's a tone, but yeah. it can be very loud. And they say if the tone makes your head kind of prickly, then you're vibing. The two that your frequency is like connected with that frequency. And I'll tell you, my little head, my little top of my head was vibrating. I don't know if it was that or you yelling at Alexa. But at any rate, so we have this tone going, which is not very calming at all. At all, it's like it's yeah. kind of like a dog whistle, like me. Right, right. And so you're like, why don't we layer in some some white noise, some white noise, some sleep like music on top of the frequency, and we're going to get like incredible sleep. So you start, as we've talked about before, you have no clue how to talk to Alexa. You call her Alexis. You talk in this weird Southern accent to her. Here we go. All right. And th- I had no idea that you were rolling tape during this either. Here we go. Here's the full list of sounds. I've Got to lean in for this, okay? To interrupt me, just say Alexa. Beautiful dream. Brown noise. City rain. Heartbeat. Heavy rain. Jungle night. Mm. Mountain lake. Mm-hmm. Ocean. Rain. Relax. Babbling brook. Sleep little babies. Small lake. Swiss massage. Okay. Thunderstorm. White noise. Wind chimes. Rainforest. Okay, I picked something. Fireplace. Underwater. Wind. Underwater. Alexa, underwater. You're saying underwear? Alexa, underwater. Sorry, I don't know that. Okay, you just told me you did. All right, here we go. Listen to this. Alexa, Jungle Love. Okay, there's not... Jungle um, Love by the Steve Miller Band. Oh, my God. Music. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> and so it fires. Alexa, Alexa plays... Jungle the Steve Love. Miller band, Jungle Love, which I had not heard in 30 years, and we cranked it up last night. Yeah, that which didn't, didn't help. help sleep. Yeah, it didn't no. help with the sleep issue, but it was. Um, Do you hear yourself though? Alexa. Okay, Donna. Thank underwater. You. All right. What else you got? Underwater. All right. Donna's going to add to the Spotify <laughs> Hypes on playlist Steve Miller band, Jungle Love, 1977. It's a jam. I'm not going to kid you. Especially when it fires off those lasers at the beginning. And, and you know that's Jungle Love. Like, I had no idea. It was Jungle. The noise was Jungle Night. But which, I thought Alexa said Jungle Love. Which, what? How would that be soothing? I don't know. And, and so she fires up Steve Miller band. And it was like an open house party. But this night. happens. We've talked about this before. This happens all the time with you and Alexa. All right. 
You can't talk to her. You try to get, like the thing with Alexa is you have to give very specific commands. You're like having conversations. Alexa, uh. let's turn that down. She's like, I don't understand. And then it just keeps going and keeps going. Right. I'll get there. Okay. All right. So you're going to add Jungle Love. I'm adding Jungle Love. I'm going to add drinking beer, talking God, amen. This is Chase Rice and Florida Georgia Line. Um, the songwriter is Corey Crowder. All right. Now, let me tell you about Corey. Corey has written some hits like current stuff. Long Live for Florida Georgia Line. One of my favorites. I Love My Country from Florida Georgia Line. Famous Friends, which is the hit right now from uh, Kane Brown and Chris, uh, Chris Young. Minimum Wage, the current hit from Blake Shelton. Also, uh, the Chris Young hits I'm Coming Over, Hanging On, Raised on Country, and uh, Feels Like a Party from Low Cash. Now, I want to set a little tease here because coming up very soon in an upcoming episode of the Ben Burnett Show, Corey Crowder, the Nashville hit songwriter, is the guest and I co-host with Ben. And it's it, it turned out really, really well. So I can't wait. Something to look forward to. I cannot wait. He's amazing. He and, is a great songwriter. And so he wrote uh, or co-wrote Drinking Beer, Talking God, Amen for uh, Chase Rice in Florida, Georgia Line. It's a great, great song. What I was looking up is Long Live is one of my favorite songs, but there's a line in there and I was trying to figure out if I say this right. I always say, Long Live the Sweaty Life. I don't think that's Long it. Live Guys Like Me. But I think it's not the sweaty life. So I'm going to find that for yeah. you. But we're going to add Long Live too. We're going to add three. Okay. Yep. All right. That's just right. because it's the 4th of July. Why not? I wonder yeah. if anybody else sings it that way. Long Live the Sweaty Life. Well, I bet do a do. Google search while I talk about dinner. Okay, fair. I will. Go three ahead. steps to a nutritious home-cooked meal. Select your menu at dinneraffair.com. Choose any combination of chef-crafted dinners. 15 new selections every single month. All right. So you select your menu and your delivery date. All dinners arrive at one time uh, right on your front porch. All right. And then you enjoy delicious dinners, homemade dinner for your family on the table in 15 to 30 minutes or less. And uh, they mean that. What's the line? It's long live this way of life. But it does sound like the sweaty life. Right. Long live sweaty life. Long live nights like these. Okay. Back to dinner affair. Dinner affair dinners are tailored for all ages and tastes, and you can get $30 off that first order. The promo code is CADDY2021, C-A-D-D-Y 2021 at checkout. Free contactless delivery in Atlanta, and they ship nationwide. No contract, money-back guarantee. We ordered for uh, July two days ago, and yep. it's coming on uh, Monday the 5th. Yeah, and someone said to me, um, we love to grill in the summer. We're just not, we don't use our oven a lot. You know, we like to grill. It's you, hot. You can grill dinner affair, um, dinner affair meals. We've done a tenderloin on the grill. I mean, if you like to smoke things on the big green egg or on your Traeger or whatever, you can take these meals out there and do that. It's not like you have to cook them all in the oven. So you can kind of make, you know, it, all they del they're delivering is an amazing piece of protein um and then they've got the sauces and the spices so it just saves you a little bit of time get dinner on the table nutritious delicious dinner affair dinner afare.com caddy 2021 is the promo code gallery furniture was a location of the uh red white and blue all-american fourth of july parking lot party with that lee bryce celebration last weekend and i had a conversation with ask for donna who is the daughter of the wolfman also there with us were Kenny Stapleton. Kenny was the guy that really kind of um, spearheaded all the commercials, the creative all the, behind the storyboards for the, the commercials that you saw through the years with gallery furniture. And Bob O'Neill, who was the Wolfman's best friend and uh, advisor and also uh, a furniture salesman himself, like uh, retail lines and things like this. This is a history listen, uh, lesson about one of the most iconic businesses in Atlanta and also 
in the USA. Gallery Furniture, you know the address, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville, an address that is iconic in the Atlanta advertising community, but also uh, an iconic business uh, in the state of Georgia, but, but also nationwide and, and worldwide. And it all began with the Ask for the Wolfman campaign and the Ask for Donna campaign. And uh, we're here today at Gallery Furniture, and uh, with us uh, is, is Donna and Kenny Stapleton and, and Bob O'Neill. Introduce everybody, Donna, here at the round table uh, with us for this segment. This is Bob O'Neill's with us. He was my dad's best friend, and Kenny Stapleton produced our commercials for how many years, Kenny? About 15 years. About 15 years. The history of the Wolfman, the, where did it come from? Where did the name come from? When did it originate? And uh, give us a timeline, if you don't mind. He started running with WTBS, and some of Ted Turner's guys came in and told him, hey, you've got to have something that lets you stand out from everybody else. You've got to have a stick. You've got to have something that that will work for you. And actually one of the guys from TBS, Redale Moore was his name, said, hey, you kind of look like the Wolfman, and I don't mean Lon Chaney, but let's uh, let's say, hey, ask for the Wolfman. And that's where they started. So that's where it was born. And so you did uh, years and years, decades worth of commercials uh, 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 with, with the Wolfman Kenny. I, I did, and I loved every minute of it. Uh, they already had the track record of running on TBS. I, I was a little older than Donna, watching him on TV watching Donna grow up on TV. And then he walked into our station one day and said, hey, can you do this commercial? And I thought, uh, yeah, this is pretty easy. But I knew his commercial and I knew, I knew what he did. And uh, it was amazing how he came in and, and sat down and said, I want you to do it exactly like this. And he was all business. And I was like, uh, there's, is this a trick? Because his commercials are very simple but he had a formula and it worked for him and and uh, we just carried that formula for the next 15 years and very simple by design right absolutely he knew his customer he said kenny i know my customer they don't want fancy they want simple and they want the lowest price and they want to know where it's at very simple formula that worked for him for for years and years how many commercials donna do you think uh, were produced through the years I'm gonna tell you probably about 500. We added that up probably about, we did about two a month for good, for a long time, for a long time. But we averaged about two a month. Mm -hmm. How old were you when they started? 15. Well, what was that like? Because you were suddenly in the spotlight, you know? I mean, you were, you, you would come on, Don. And you became, listen, we've known one another for, for 25 years mm -hmm. and, and we would go to concerts, you and my wife, Donna, and, and all together, go out to eat with your dad. You couldn't go anywhere in the Atlanta area with your dad or just with you. And in someone, you'd see him staring or, 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 or people or, or talking, you know, pointing, or, or most would come up and say, oh my gosh, you're Donna. But to be 15 years old, that, that was, that not many 15 year olds had that attention on them. But you know, in the beginning, it was not like that. I was probably a little bit older. In the beginning, they still, wanted Wolfman but then as time went on and the commercials went on then they were like no ask for Donna and one day he told me he said you know it makes you feel older and you feel different when he said now people say oh you're Donna's dad they didn't say Wolfman but they said oh you're right. Donna's dad and of course we would laugh about that. To tell you how recognizable he was in the Atlanta market um, the last thing I did with my dad is I went to Super Bowl for about 10-15 oh, years in a row wherever it was he was retired I took my two uncles and my dad to the Super Bowl for about 10 years in a row. 
after my dad, he passed away after one, the 25th one in New Orleans. Uh, never went back to another Super Bowl, except when they were in Atlanta. Always gave my tickets away to you know, buyers or some furniture retailers and stuff that I did business with or sales managers that worked for me. Well, I was at the Super Bowl in Atlanta, and I didn't forget who was playing. I think it was Tennessee versus somebody, but anyway. St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams, and we were there at the game and everything, and I had got the tickets like I always did from uh, Vince and Barbara Dooley. And they always gave me four tickets. They're always great tickets. Two things I remembered. Number one, I'm not a country music fan. So we're up in this little party, this pregame party. And some guy comes in and shit, he looks like he's uh, half naked. He's got these uh, leather things on, like the uh, cowboy shit on. You know, and I thought, what the hell is this? And I found out that he lives in Georgia. And he's the most popular country singer in the whole world. And I was the only one in the room that didn't recognize him. And he was there because he was going to sing the national anthem. And he had like, he looked like he was half naked. He had these uh, leather things on and shorts on. I said, is that guy naked over there or something? And they said, no, that's so-and-so. Who was this? Travis, Travis, Travis Tritt. I, okay, fine. He still I, wears those same pants. Today. I said, what the <laughs> hell? I mean, I said, well, what is this guy doing? So what I did was I went ahead and we got to our seats. And sure enough... Everybody's talking to me in the room about what seats they had. And so we told him, well, we're in, that's all he's talking about. We're in the 40, we're in the 45. We're in the, and Al Gore, he was running for president at the time. And he was campaigning. He didn't win the campaign, but he was, this is one of the times he didn't get win the Democratic nomination. He was in the room with us. And he made a joke and everybody laughed. He said, well, I'm not on the 45 or 50 yard line. He said, I'm a Democrat. I'm on the 20 yard line. And everybody laughed. And then we went on and we went down to our seats. And of course, they're on the 45 yard line. And so we're sitting there. And you got to recognize the people around you. There's some pretty popular people. Every vendor that was selling Cokes or selling popcorn or selling anything, wanted they dropped their tray and wanted their picture taken with the Wolfman. Now you have Ronnie Lott and Warren Moon right behind us. Warren Moon should have been on the field. They almost made it that year, but he was on there with Ronnie Lott right behind us. And they look at who is this guy? Everybody's getting a picture. And here they are, they're two he was stars in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks ever in the NFL. And then you had another person right there, two rows next to him, Jesse Jackson, another one. They're like, who is this guy? <laughs> and everybody say, Wolfman, Wolf, let me get my picture with you. And they were getting their pictures taken. And we just shaking our head. And it was Vince's son-in-law and her, his father was sitting next to us because they had given him the other two tickets. And he said, man, all that free advertising. He said, well, a million dollars plus ain't free, but we, we paid for it. And, but he was more popular than anybody there. The leader of the civil rights movements behind us, Warren Moon, and uh, the lot guy, the But uh, all the Atlanta people back. knew. The Wolfman. Yeah. The Wolfman, that's and it. They wanted a picture with him. I can add to that story. Uh, something I learned just today. I got to go to the Super Bowl. I got a call the week of the Super Bowl. And it was Wolfman. He called me up at home and he said, hey, you want to go to the Super Bowl? And I said, are, are you kidding? He said, uh, no, yes, really, I have tickets. He goes, I got these better tickets, but uh, a, a cable company gave me these other tickets, so don't tell anybody, but have fun, go. So me and my oldest son, uh, who was 12 at the time, went to the Super Bowl thanks to Wolfman. And Wolfman, it, a lot of people don't know this, but his generosity throughout the years for me and every a lot of people that I've seen is just pretty much amazing but I got to go see the Super Bowl because of that the other thing is we got to go to see Jimmy Buffett 
and we were in a little box to see Jimmy Buffett. And uh, same thing with the Super Bowl. Everybody wanted to stop them and take pictures of them. And Ryan Klesko was there. That day. <laughs> yeah, Ryan yeah. Klesko. And he stopped. He's, he said, I saw y'all come in with Wolfman because Marilyn was young at the time, and she mm-hmm. wanted Ryan's autograph. And we asked him. We said, hey, listen, we hate to bother you. He said, oh, no, no, I know y'all know how it is. You're with the Wolfman. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. And Marilyn is, is Donna's daughter, of course. Right. And... Uh, so before the last song, uh, Wolfman goes, uh, all right, Kenny, I got to go. And I went, you're not going to listen to the last song? He goes, no, I got to get out of here before this here. crowd yeah. does. Yes, but, <laughs> but went, oh, so it was it was my experience of being with a, a true celebrity. But, true it made, but it made sense because once yeah. that last note ends and the lights come out, out, if you're not already in the parking lot, then <laughs> then you're, you're going to be an hour and a half behind. No, and no. you know what? you have to spend time with those people that recognize you, you know, because they are customers, but they, they trust your brand. They love the brand. Let's talk about the brand, Donna, because um, Gallery Furniture is one of those brands that, uh, you know, we still today, you see the memes on, on social media and things like that. Um, originally, it was not Gallery Furniture, right? Originally, we were Wolfman's Unclaimed Furniture Mart. Mm-hmm. And there's a sign around here somewhere, isn't there? Got them up there. Yes, yeah. right there. Yes. Where did um, where did it all come from? Where did the ideas for the commercials, Bob? Was that was that a was that? Um... Well, he wanted to talk to his customer. It couldn't be too complicated. He wanted to keep it simple, and he wanted to aim it that anybody could understand it and in five seconds understand what the offer was, how long it was going on for, what the price was, and come and get it. And he wanted urgency in them, but he wanted quickness. And he realized he was talking to an audience of not the most sophisticated buyers, but he knew he had to get at them. And TV, he thought, was the only median and it's the only advertising he really did. Uh, he pulled down the billboards eventually because he figured they, were, they weren't worth the money. And he said no one would talk about the billboards, but everybody would come in and talk about his ads. So he realized that was the brand, and that made him different than any other furniture store around. And keep in mind, this is before many furniture stores advertised. He was the first one really to go. There was no rooms to go banging away. I mean, other than him, you had a guy in Washington, D.C., Marlowe's, that used to shock me because he's ABC, CBS, and NBC News every night. Marlowe's had commercials. But he was one of the few, I might have had 10 dealers around the country that would advertise on TV. No one like Wolfman that would just dominate and go on and on and on. And let's be honest, TBS was just starting. They were cheap-ass commercials, so he wouldn't have been advertising so much. If he was paying big rates, he wouldn't have been on. But because it was TBS, he could do it again and again and again. And, and, frequency. and the repetitiveness yeah. of it. And yes. the repetitiveness, they could get it. And they blasted it all over the country. And people would ask me about it. I'd be in New Orleans, and people ask me about it. Do you sell that guy? So, yeah, I sell him a lot. And, uh, and they wanted to know about him. And I'd be in, like, Indiana, and they'd ask me about Wolfman. I'd go, how do you know about him? He'd say, well, I see his commercials on TV. It's just starting to happen now. I see that Bob's Furniture out of Connecticut is buying national ads because it's cheaper than them going into the 30 markets they're in. So I see Bob's advertising here. Later. But this is like 30, 40 years later, but I also see they have their website on there and their website sales have skyrocketed because of that. And if he was around today advertising and had national exposure, he'd be on a, up there with the uh, internet advertising and selling on the internet. I wanna ask you each, uh, think about it for just a second, your favorite, your favorite commercial 
that either you were involved in the brainstorming process of creating or you start in or that you produced and, 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 and directed. Think about that. I want to shift and talk, Donna uh, and, and Bob and, and Kenny, about Wolfman and about the heart that he had. Because, um, you know, you, you mentioned this, Kenny, a moment ago. He was one of the most giving um, individuals that, that, that you, you could ever meet. And I want to brag about this lady right here. Well, I do because, and I know you're rolling your eyes right now, Donna, but um, you, your dad raised you right because I know the things that you do, just like your dad did for the community, that nobody ever hears about, that nobody ever knows happened because that's not why you do it. And, and, and Marilyn, your daughter, sometimes says, Mom, you're too nice. And you hear that from her quite a bit. But that's a, a, a it, it truly is. And, and, hmm. I, and I know that, that, um, you don't like to talk about this shit, Donna, but um, you are, you're one of a kind. You truly are. Well, thank you. That's all you got? That's, that's all I got on that one. Talk, well, you didn't follow up with me here, Kenny, because you know it as well. I, 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 I mean, Wolfman and Donna both, to, to the, the Atlanta community. Come on. The, the What is it? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I mean, Wolfman was very generous after every shoot he would give the crew money to go get lunch. He said, hey, guys, I don't have time to get you lunch, but here's some money, go get you a nice lunch. Every single time. And once or twice a year, he'd pick us up in a limousine and take us to Bones, which is a fine restaurant in Atlanta, and feed us all Bones, because he really appreciated what the crew did. And the, and the crew, when, when Donna and Wolfman walked through the door, they walked through the door, everything was ready to go, and they walked in, they rehearsed it maybe one time, we started rolling, 15 minutes later, they were done with their commercial, and then we finished the rest. So it's, it's definitely passed on. These guys are extremely generous and, and, and within the community, and Wolfman for years dealt with a lot of uh, wrestlers down there in College Park and helped them out. He's helped a lot of people, and, and he, doesn't, he never talked about it. He just did it, but uh, a lot of people come up while we were we were at lunch because he would take the salespeople to lunch every Wednesday for years. If you could come, come. If you couldn't come, but we just have a, a roundtable discussion uh, with salespeople and talk about anything we can, anything we want to talk about. And Wolfman wasn't afraid to talk about anything and Don't say his piece. Don't ask him if you didn't want to know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because you were going to hear the truth. Oh, you, sometimes you would hold you your breath. You're going to hear his truth, yep. that's for sure. Speak to that, Bob, as well. Just the heart that uh, Wolfman oh, and, 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 and the heart that he instilled in Donna. You don't have to look too uh, far to see how it didn't fall far from the tree. And I think the way, the best way to describe that is let's talk about the length of their employees. I think the average salesperson has been here over 20 years. I mean, uh, over 25. 30 years. Over 30 years. Yep. They, they did never leave. Uh, how long has Shane been here? I mean, he grew up here, yep. 30 All years. All of us have, yeah. All of them been here 30 years. I mean, Francisco has been here uh, mm -hmm. 30 years. I mean, and he never lost employees. They, they Once they worked for him, you were there for life. You couldn't go anywhere because you just, he treated them so well. He was fair with them, honest with them and everything. And that didn't fall far from the tree. And they're still here. They're still working. Now, they're having a little problems with that. And the fact that they're aging out. Uh, <laughs> There's not no, a bench. Here's the thing. When I say they're aging out, they when you sell here, you do everything. You, 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 you do it all. You do, do it all. all. You you sell it. You you pack it on the truck. You deliver it. And you know the knees ain't the same when you're in your 60s that they are when you're in your 30s and 20s. And so the subsequently they're gonna as I keep on saying. Luckily, Marilyn's uh, bringing some youth into this thing, the granddaughter, and she'll get a younger crew. But the problem is, once you're here, they never leave. And the thing is, that shows about his 
his kindness, his honesty, and his uh, and the other thing about him, he was always inquisitive. Of course, I sell most of the top 100 furniture dealers in my career, and the thing is, when I get back from California, he wouldn't know what they were doing out there. He wouldn't know what they were doing. And somehow these guys are able to get the commercials from anybody. His favorite, he always wanted to know what Art Van was doing. Art Van had TV commercials, and he'd get these guys here in Atlanta to get their TV commercials. He said, well, I don't like this one, this one. But that other one, that is a good one. And next thing you know, he'd be not copying it, but he'd be revising it for his customers. And whenever TV spots were coming out, he'd always ask me about them. And he wanted to know what the dealers were doing, what they were selling and everything. And so we'd meet about once a week and we'd talk and I'd go to Florida, I'd come back. I mean, uh, when I first told him about rooms to go, he said, that's a, that's a pretty good concept. So I don't buy the room full. And as we were talking today, when we got here, the first uh, rep that called on rooms to go, I told them they were coming to Atlanta and they were out of Tampa, Florida, friends of mine from New York, the Siemens, the Siemens Furniture. And they said, well, they don't know anything about it at the station. I don't worry. No one knows about it yet, but they're coming to Atlanta and they're going to have, you know, six or eight stores here. And sure enough, he went in and put in for the account. And I don't know his name. What was his name? Ralph Crosley. Yep, Ralph. And he became, that was his biggest account. And every time I said, oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Because I got him the account. He had it till he retired, I guess. Yep. And he just, uh, that was it. He said, man, that was the best thing I ever did. And I think that was his only account at the end. I mean, I think he specialized in them. And the thing is that he knew before anybody else that they were coming. But you know what you don't get at a big box retailer? like rooms to go is you don't get the the personal service you don't get uh the the support of of a local business either you know yeah definitely the local business aspect of it i think people are looking for that and they want they want to know who they're talking to and they want to uh be able to ask somebody hey i'm looking for a particular furniture and they and donna be able to find it for them so tell you i would be you would be hard-pressed probably to find a lot of furniture stores. Listen, we get invited to baby showers, to weddings. <laughs> people bring us people bring us food. They bring us Christmas presents. It's it's Now I'm selling people's grandkids. And grandkids. Generations. Generations, absolutely. Absolutely. I was up here, uh, Kenny and Bob, uh, last month at some point, and Don and I are just sitting here in the front of the store and, and having a conversation, and I see a truck pull through the parking lot, and they stop and they take a picture of the storefront and then they pull out and i said don i said what was that all about and she said it happens all the time it happens all the time people just want to come by it's almost like a it was not like a it is a historical landmark or should be that's our push bob ruth um, chris just came to atlanta it was a new restaurant everybody's talking about they char the steaks whatever it is and he liked it so we went there one time and we just happened to be there when the entire Haverty atlanta sales force was being entertained by a big vendor. Charlie Tyler was the regional vice president of Haverty's at the time. He's, God rest his soul, he's passed away about 10 years ago, but he had like seven or eight stores here. There must have been about 40, 50 people. And I believe it was Serta Bedding or somebody who was taking them all to dinner, getting their steaks. And what shocked them was this here. There was salespeople at Haverty's that went over to get autographs from Wolfman. Ah. And it just shocked them some of them had a Polaroid camera. They were taking a Polaroid picture and an autograph from Wolfman. And this guy's the vice president of Haverty's with 100 stores at the time. I don't know if they have now. They have 150 now probably. And he could not believe that his salespeople were getting up from the dinner table, being sponsored by Serta Mattress, 
and getting an autograph with the Wolfman. And they were working for Haverty's, but they thought that was, uh, oh, I want to get an autograph. And he couldn't believe it. He just said, shocked. So even the salespeople. The competitors. The competitors. They wanted to, they wanted to get an autograph for Wolfman. And a Polaroid picture. And, and they ran out of, uh, they only had like 12. They ran out, and they couldn't, have, they couldn't take any more because after the, the, they only had 12 shots or something in the Polaroid camera, they were done. It was before these phones were even around. Hey, uh, Kenny, your favorite, uh, your favorite Wolfman moment and or commercial that you helped produce and, and, and develop through the decades? Wait. And I, know, I know that's, uh, that's I, I know. It's going to be a bad answer, but it's like they're all my babies. I know. I, know, I get it. No, no, I get it. I get it. Um, or just favorite Donna, moment. Donna brought up one. I mean, after a while, you, you try to come up with new ideas and and uh so i started putting myself in a couple of them um and of course you know wolfman goes oh yeah now you want to be on tv but i can't believe how many people said i saw you on tv but when i uh i dressed as a referee and we did a coin flip between donna and and wolfman you had the white pants on (laughs) kenny I had white pants on, and that, was, that all of, was a lesson learned. All yeah. of Kenny was in the commercial that all time. All of Kenny was in the commercial. Yeah, my tidy whities were showing, and and it was not good. It was not good, but I thought it was a pretty good commercial. It was a good commercial. <laughs> so that's one of my favorites. What about you, Don? Let me tell you, I have. This is one of my favorite. This is not even a commercial, but this is one of my favorite memories that I tell people sometimes of the TV station. We came in, and we always, as Kenny said, went to the back. Kenny had brought down the big people from New York or wherever it was. It was two of them. They came down with Kenny, and he was introducing him to them. Well, there was always this guy. When we went to the station, I don't know, for 20 years, this this guy was painting, the painter, and he had the old cars. And so, of course, my dad walked back there, and he's talking to the guy. And Kenny brings these people down, these big wigs. They're all dressed in fancy suits and all, and... So he turns around and he shakes their hands. He says, good to meet you, good to meet you. And as everybody's standing there, he turns back around to talk to the painter. And it was an awkward, it was awkward silence because these people from New York were were standing there. Kenny was standing there and everybody's like, what is... So after we got gone, I asked him, I said, well, that was awkward silence. What was that? He said, I am never going to see those people again. He said, but I guarantee you in two weeks when we come in, I'm going to see him and that is one of my favorite memories of going to the TV station. It, it was our maintenance guy, Benny. Benny the maintenance guy. You and know, everybody has just, a Benny. But everybody was, like I said, the, the big wigs were just standing there, and it was very awkward silence because he turned away from them and continued his conversation with Benny. And Benny was as country as they come. Yeah. But Benny, but he spent time with everybody. And you know, yeah, and, and you know Benny what? And, to talk. and then when we got in the car, you know what he said? Benny will probably buy from me, but I guarantee you, those two people will never step foot in my store. So, see, he's always thinking ahead. He gave away dirt at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium when they blew that up. He gave away the uh, infield dirt. Of course, we got in a little trouble for that because we had to pull that hat off. Do you remember? Oh, I do now. Because we we didn't say it was free. We We weren't selling it. We gave it away free, but they said because... I guess we said copyrighted we're, dirt. We're, we, no, no, we said where where um, Hank Aaron hit whatever we 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 said yeah. his name. We had we had to pull that off because he said Hank. I, I remember, I remember yeah. that that promotion. I remember that one. Yeah, we, we also, I, I have some of that dirt. I tell you, you remember we did another one where on Fourth of July, if it rained X amount mm-hmm. of he he bought insurance for it, and if it rained X amount of whatever, anybody that had purchased for the last gallery does it now. Yeah, I mean the back. Yeah. You know, Mac, uh, Jim McInvale does it now. 
And I will tell you another one that Bob can probably take credit for, um, Gallery Furniture in Texas, which is a great, great organization, when uh, they came to Atlanta with the tennis tournament. And we were in the... uh, we were in the New York time. Well, we ran a lot of things. They called, of course, we didn't, we didn't comment on it, but you got, we, you got the credit. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of, we, we did, we did. Well, a, you did if they were in Atlanta, well, you know, we, yeah. we did a commercial. We didn't say anything about it. We were standing there in, I don't know, these awful green shirts and we were holding a tennis racket. We never said anything, but, but, but you and, didn't have to though. And that's and, the beauty of it. The and, and they also they got also, credit for the Olympics. I'll, t- I'll tell you on that one, they came in and I guess they wrote it. They said a very unathletic looking, furniture store owner and his daughter <laughs> that was the but it was yeah we were we never said that we that we were but we did hold our tennis racket mackinville when the olympics were here in atlanta he wanted them to go to houston not four years or like 12 years out because that's what they were bidding right. on the ones three three olympics ahead and he had a big sign olympics Houston, uh, I think it was 1996 here, so it was like 2010 or something, and he had a big sign, Gallery Furniture Says, and everybody's coming, so what do you want the Olympics in Houston for? What are you talking about? He said, you got signs all over here saying Houston 2010 or whatever it was. Then he found out that they had all these Gallery Furniture signs around there, so he started giving out these little pins. They looked like they were Olympic uh, pins or something. He started handing them out to the ones you trade. Yeah. yeah, he started handing them out, and the thing is that, but everybody associated the name Gallery Furniture with, yeah, here in Atlanta anyway, and and Mac could never, Mac just shook his head. He didn't know what to think of it, so he just went on, and uh, happens to be a smart dealer, happens to, now he bets millions now yeah. on everything. He bets on the Houston Astros, he's already made a $2 million bet, or $3 million bet, long odds, to win the World Series this year. So uh, he's another promoter. What a lot of people don't know how he got started and you and I had talked about this, he was actually an attorney. And he was working for a finance company, World Finance, I believe it was. And doing it for the furniture stores and with 10 he stores. Was, he was doing all the legals. And then he realized that how many people, I guess, didn't pay for their furniture. So he was like, hey, you know what? I can do this and make my own money, carry my own accounts. And that's how he got started. Had a store down on Whitehall Street. Wow. Then he went to Campbellton Road. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this here. It was a terrible uh, event, you know. I'd go call on him like once a week. And there was this kid out there. That son of a gun was washing the car for like a month, two months. And what the hell is he doing out there washing the car? And then I couldn't understand it because that's all the guys did. He was just some kid, little kid. Well, he came in to use the bathroom. I said, you know, man, what the hell is that kid doing out there washing the car? He said, oh, no, no, no. He's not a kid. He's an Atlanta police officer. It was when the missing and murdered children were out there. They had his in Washington car in Campbellton Road. He had a shopping center where he was in. And this kid was out there and he was washing the car. He washed it for like three months, I guess, as bait to somebody pick him up. And that's all the kid did. But he came in to use the bathroom. I said, what the hell is that guy doing out there washing the car the whole time? He said, he's not a kid. He's 20-some years old. That's a Atlanta policeman trying to, you know, and it was like a year later they caught him. But it was uh, in the midst of it. And um, so he's, he's been at an institution. That was on Campbellton Highway. Campbellton and that was after he left the one Whitehall. He went to Campbellton. And um, matter of fact, the one that could not understand him. And it was, but the one that couldn't understand it was Pat Swindle, fraternity brother of mine at the University of Georgia years before that. 
I couldn't believe that he got elected to Congress, but he got elected to Congress and everything. And every time I'd see him, he'd say to me, he said, how do, how do you do business with that, that Wolfman? He's crazy. I said, no, no. His dad had a furniture store downtown, and they were competitors. They were good friends. But his father and Doyle were good buddies. And as I said, they, and he went on to be a congressman, and he'd always shake my head. He said, yeah, Wolfman, he advertises a lot, doesn't he? And uh, he was impressed by it. He does and did and uh what a legacy what a legacy thank you for your time candy stapleton and uh, and bob o'neill and for the memories and uh history of this uh historical historical atlanta business gallery furniture 1600 brownsbridge road gainesville hey ask for donna i was i, I, I wrote a note to have you do that go hey ask for donna <laughs> a history lesson about an iconic business here in the atlanta area gallery furniture yeah, and the biggest lesson is buy local, support local businesses. I want to talk about um, when we go talk about Pod Peeps. I want to talk about Shelby um, Bream, who you met in the last episode. Right, she had come out to Gallery Furniture and met us. Listen, I because I didn't join that conversation until you guys were about ten minutes in. Right, I didn't realize that Shelby's trying to steal my man. Yes. Yeah, like she had her car gassed and ready to Full go. Full tank, she said. Full Where tank. were y'all heading? We were headed to Orange to see Luke Combs this weekend in Orange Beach of the Wharf. That's where I we mean, were headed. That little sneaky snake. Love She's her, trying though. to take you. Love her. Now, if she wants you, fire up the, There's Donna. Fire up the car. Yeah. There's Donna. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. A big thanks to uh, the entire gallery crew for their support of the My Second Act podcast. All right. Love this, Donna. Yeah, I think this is so cool. Sometimes you see, you know, you, you come up upon all these things on Instagram and you're like, oh, boy, you know, another motivational quote or something to try to get me out of bed. But I thought this was kind of cool. Um, this was uh, an Instagram from actually Chelsea Meisner, who... If you're familiar with uh, Southern Charm, the show on Bravo, she was on that show for a while. But she um, posted this and it says, whenever I see a cashier having a tough day, I always look at the candy selection. If there is one, look stumped as to what to get. And I ask them, I can't decide. What's your favorite? I buy whatever they say. Then I hand it to them after the sale and tell them they're doing a great job and to have a great day. It perks them up every single time. It's my little thing. I thought that was so sweet. And as someone who never, ever, ever worked retail my entire life. I just never did in high school. I always babysat. But you do now. I do. And after working, you know, for myself and working for clients and doing marketing, I'm doing something totally different. And I will tell you, working with the public can be exhausting. And so I have so much sympathy for people who are standing on their feet all day, trying to check people out. People get frustrated. You know, computers go down. Things happen. And I think this is a kind of a cool thing. And I think if, if, if everybody that listens to the pod just tried it one time, like we'd spread a little love out there in the world. I think it's a good thing. What would be your candy selection? Um, I would be a Kit Kat. Okay. Yeah, keep that in mind if you come to see me. But, you know, people do this kind of stuff all the time. I had someone the other day um, at Starbucks, and I've never had this happen, where I got up to the window and they're like, nope, the person in front of you paid your order. You know, if you want to keep paying it forward. And then, of course, who was the person behind me? Well, they got like for, they bought for a baseball team. The entire office. So she was like, theirs is 1633. I'm like, I got it. Because what are you going to say? Not so much. I want to end the karma here. On second thought. Yeah. I'm going to end it Right. right now. Candace Anderson is a pod peep for this episode of My Second Act. She was a gallery furniture Donna, and we missed her. Oh, my gosh. We were recording the bonus episode of the podcast. And, I feel terrible. Um, she reached out because she wanted some I Break for Beaver Beaver's bumper stickers. Oh, my gosh. I feel terrible. We missed her. Didn't get to meet y'all or to get a bumper sticker. I was looking at a bed when I saw you. Then you started recording the uh, bonus episode. So I said, listen, drop your full mailing address, and I'll, I'll certainly put some in the mail. Um that would be amazing. We're building a new house, and the only reason we didn't buy the better table was because I wanted to make sure it would fit once the drywall went up. 
Uh, let's see here. We were over in the corner looking for this huge gray bed. Thank you. That would be amazing if you dropped them in the mail. My first experience with you after many years of listening uh, was you wished my grandmother happy 106th birthday. Oh, I love Live that. Live on the radio. You really are the best. Candace Anderson and Winder. I even wore my Bucky's shirt to make y'all jealous. How did we miss Candace in the Bucky shirt? I don't know, but here's what I think you're going to do is when she does buy the furniture, you need to go on the truck and help move it into her house so you can meet her. How about I drive? Something like that. To Winder. But yeah, uh, thank you for coming out. I feel terrible you, we Candace. missed you. If you're ever um if you're ever anywhere on this side of town, we'll come and buy you lunch. Caddy will buy you lunch. All right. Audio for this episode of the My Second Act podcast from New Line Cinema, Luke Combs on Instagram and the Kroger Company. Our thanks to executive producer Preston Thompson this round. Yes. Catch Preston on the Drafted Podcast and the Georgia Politics Podcast, both part of the Appen Podcast Network. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We also are proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. 